Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to The Sleep Pod. The podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I'm here to make up a boring, drama-free, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and restful sleep. I have had quite a bit on recently, hence the unscheduled continuation of only sporadically doing new episodes. But progress is being made, and before long I'll be back in the right position to get these out on a much more frequent and predictable manner. So thanks for sticking with me. Now, on to today's story. This episode's word of inspiration comes yet again from something that happened to me in my back garden. I had just finished mowing my lawn and was gazing out over my accomplishment when I suddenly felt a low rumble beneath my feet and something erupted from the now shaking ground. After my initial shock had sunk in, I realized that a mole had created a huge mountain right in the center of my lawn. After that, it only seemed right to make this episode's word, mountain. So get yourself comfortable, batten down all hatches, extinguish all naked flames, and I'll begin with this episode's story. Mountain. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ashley Poundland was having a leisurely time relaxing in his hammock. He had found a very pleasant meadow, which luckily had two very well-placed trees that were perfect for hammock placement. The grass that stretched out in front of him for quite a distance softly undulated in a gentle breeze. A few wispy clouds in the sky slowly floated past him. He was very happy and content. After a minute, he thought, Hmm, this is very nice, but... I could really do with a nice drink of something. He expertly demounted the hammock, made his way over to the cool box that he had positioned behind the tree, in the shade from the sun. He opened it up and rifled around inside it and then picked out a bottle of cream soda. Ah, he said. Perfect. With the bottle in his hand, he started slowly walking back towards the hammock whilst searching his pockets for his lucky bottle opener. In reality, he didn't really think the bottle opener was that lucky. It was just a shaped bit of metal that had been perfectly designed for opening bottles. He wasn't even too sure where he had originally got it from. It was just something that he always had. But slowly, he realized that his bottle opener was not in his pocket. Oh no, he said. Where could it be? Once he was certain that the 
bottle opener was not on his person. He sat himself down on the grass so he could think much more clearly and deeply. Hmm, he said to himself, where could it be? The bottle opener always stayed in the designated bottle opener pocket in his trousers. And the pocket had a button and a zip that would stop anything accidentally falling out. Well, he said, this is a mystery. Now I just need to think. Where was the last place that I had it? He thought, and he thought, and he thought. It wasn't often these days that Ashley used a bottle opener. Most of the beverages that he consumed were either in a glass already, in a bottle with a twist-off cap, or in a can. He cast his mind back further and further and further, until something dawned on him. The realization forced his eyes wide open. Ah, he said. I know exactly the last place I had it. He stood up and began slowly rotating, keeping his eyes locked on the distant horizon until finally he stopped and pointed to a far-off point in the distance. I must have left my bottle opener up that mountain, he said, with his eyes fixed on the distant pile of stone and rock. Its snowy peak, visible even from this distance, and it was quite far away, as it was a very, very large mountain. Ashley sighed. Well, he said, I could just go and get a new bottle opener. But it's not my bottle opener. Well, there's only one thing for it. I'm going to have to climb that mountain once more and reclaim my bottle opener. Energized with the excitement of a new adventure on the horizon, he swiftly took down his hammock, packed it up in the special hammock bag, grabbed his cool box, and made his way to his car. The drive from the 
meadow car park to the mountain car park was long and very, very boring. It consisted mainly of long, straight roads. It only got a bit more interesting as he approached the mountain. The whole time while he was driving, he kept one eye on the mountain as it got larger and larger as he got closer and closer to it. After a few hours, the sun was getting ready to set, but he was almost there. During his drive, he'd done a bit of thinking and a bit of planning. He didn't want to just run into this whole endeavor without thinking things through properly. By the time he was in a position to start scaling the mountain, it would be dark. And although he was very competent at mountain ascension, he thought it would be best to wait until the morning. Since he had climbed the mountain fairly recently, he knew that there was a shop nearby with some rooms to let, which would be perfect for him. So as he got closer, he pointed the car towards the shop slash motel so he could be well stocked up and well rested for the next day. Once he was there, he parked the car in one of the car parking spaces. Luckily, the mountain didn't seem too busy at the moment. There were a couple of cars there, but not that many compared to how many were there the previous time he had been there. He got out the car and grabbed his overnight bag that he always kept with him in his vehicle. He decided that he would first go and make sure that there was a room available for him. So that's exactly what he did. The building in front of him was split into two. The right half was the motel area that had a lot of rooms and was fairly comfortable. The left hand side was a large shop that sold pretty much anything that anyone would need in a location like that. He entered the motel reception area and said hello to the woman who was sat behind the desk. Hello, she said. My name is Sue Beluga. Welcome to my establishment. 
Hello, said Ashley. My name is Ashley Poundland, and I would like a room for the night. Certainly, sir, she said, and began enthusiastically tapping away at a computer. Once a payment had been made and he'd been given his room key, he found his room after walking down a few long corridors. It was a very basic motel room, with an ensuite bathroom, a double bed, an old television, a nightstand, bedside tables, couple of lamps, and a window that gave scenic views of the car park. Ashley deposited his bag, checked he had the room key, and then left to go to the shop so he would be all stocked up and ready to go at the break of dawn. He made his way outside of the motel and then walked to the shop's entrance. Once he passed through the glass double doors, a chime sounded to alert the shopkeepers that somebody was there. And as if by magic, a man appeared, slightly out of breath, probably because he had just run from the back of the shop to the front of the shop to greet Ashley. Hello, said the man. My name's Billy. Welcome to the shop. Thanks, Billy, but what's your surname? I only ask because I do prefer it when people tell me their full names. Oh, said Billy, I'm sorry I wasn't clear. My name does occasionally provide confusion. My full name is Billy, welcome to the shop. And welcome to the shop. Oh, said Ashley. That's a really good name. Thank you, said Billy. What was your name? Oh, I do apologize, said Ashley. My name is Ashley Poundland. Well, Ashley Poundland, said Billy. Whatever you need for your upcoming adventure, I assume that you are going on an adventure shortly. And that's why you're here, yes? Yes, said Ashley. Excellent, said Billy. Well, whatever you need, we have it. Everything is organised in a very normal way. And the categories of the items are listed in large letters above each aisle. If you look over there, he said and pointed to the first aisle. We have tents. 
And if you look over there, he said and pointed in the complete opposite direction. We have camping cutlery. Great, said Ashley. Well, said Billy, would you prefer me to hang around and give you guidance on items? Or are you the kind of person who just likes to be left alone and get on with things themselves? Either answer is fine, but I am happy to help if you require it. Ashley thought for a moment. No, I think I'll be fine without your assistance. Thank you, though. Not a problem, said Billy. If you need me, just give me a shout. I will do, said Ashley. And then Billy quickly ran off again, disappearing down the aisle that was labelled as Hiking Socks. Ashley stood for a moment and surveyed his surroundings. He did lightly regret not going home first before coming. If he had done that, he could have got all of his mountain ascension equipment that he already owned, rather than having to buy some more. But luckily, the prices in the shop were very reasonable. And he didn't mind having a few doubles or backups. So he grabbed a large basket and began making his way around the shop. The first thing that he got was some new hiking boots. The shoes that he was currently wearing were fine for lounging around in a meadow, but wouldn't last five minutes up a rocky incline. He got some socks, some hiking trousers, a brightly colored coat in case there was an emergency and he needed to be seen from a great distance away. He grabbed a small one-man tent, a torch, some rope, many other items of miscellaneous mountain climbing equipment, emergency rations, and a lot of food and water. He knew from past experiences that he could ascend the mountain very quickly. Hopefully it should take him under a day to reach the very top of the mountain. But Eve thought it would be wise to get at least five days worth of food and provisions just in case. Once he was satisfied with everything that he had picked out, and he was sure that there wasn't anything else that he could possibly need, he took it all to the cash register, handed it over to Billy, paid, 
and then left, taking everything back up with him to his motel room. Once he was in his hotel room, he decided he would go through everything that he'd just bought, make sure everything was fine, get everything ready to go, so he wouldn't have to do it first thing in the morning. After taking packagings and labels off things and packing everything into a very large and surprisingly spacious bag, he decided to wind down and have a nice, relaxing bath. Luckily, the motel room did have an ensuite bathroom. And the bath was just the right size for him to lie down in it comfortably. And the water was a reasonable temperature. Ashley had had a few issues in the past at staying at establishments like that one. So he was pleasantly surprised when everything was pretty good. And after he had got out the bath and dried himself, he got into bed and had a nice sleep for exactly seven and a half hours. When the morning came, Ashley was awoken by the sunlight gently peeking its way through the blinds. He felt very refreshed, but more importantly, he was ready for action. He grabbed his mountain climbing bag and his other bags and all of the other stuff that he had with him, checked out, loaded his car up and drove from the motel slash shop car park to the car park at the base of the mountain. This took him approximately... 40 minutes. It wasn't that far away, but all of the roads were very steep and windy and very narrow. So he was glad when he eventually saw the car park. He indicated, pulled in, turned off the car's engine, and thought for a moment. Now, is there anything I haven't done yet? And it was only at this point when he realized that he hadn't had breakfast. But luckily for Ashley, there was a cafe right next to the car park that did a lot of business selling breakfasts and hot drinks to people before they climbed the mountain. He went in, ordered Eggs Benedict and a large Americano 
and sat in a window seat, looking out at the mountain that towered above everything for miles around. After a few moments, he was brought his coffee, and after a few more moments, he was brought his Eggs Benedict. Once he had consumed both, he felt ready and eager to start his mission. Before beginning his ascension, he returned to the car, grabbed his mountain climbing bag, locked everything, made sure that he didn't have to pay for parking, and then he took a deep breath, and then put one foot in front of the other, to begin his climb. Once he had made his way out of the car park, the first leg of his journey involved walking through a lot of trees. The ground wasn't too steep, but the trees were very tall. But luckily, the path at this leg of the journey was well-worn, well-walked, and quite leisurely compared to what was to come. As he walked, he realized that he needed to make a bit more of a plan. He could remember pretty much everywhere that he had been last time, and remembered the exact routes that he had taken. All he had to do was stop at every place that he had stopped the previous time and have a look around and try and see where he could have placed his bottle opener. He knew last time that he hadn't really stopped in the woodland section of the walk. So all he really wanted to do was get through this section as quick as possible. But he also knew he couldn't speed up too quickly. Otherwise he would be too tired. He needed to be sensible. Take things slow and steady. After all, he knew the bottle opener wasn't going anywhere. After a couple of hours of navigating his way around lots and lots of trees, he finally came out at the top of this section. Ah, he said. I definitely stopped there last time, he said, as he walked over to a small picnic area. The picnic area had really nice views of the woodland that was below him, and the mountain that towered above him still. There were a few benches, 
few tables, some bins, a vending machine. He found the table that he had sat at previously and looked all around it and then looked nearby. After a while, he was satisfied that he had thoroughly covered this area and his bottle opener was not there. He decided to have a quick sit down and a little drink and eat some fruit. And then when he had done that, he was ready to continue his walk. The next section of the mountain was slightly rocky. And definitely steeper than the first section. Here there were no more large trees, but there were a lot of bushes. And there was also a few waterfalls. He followed the path around rocks, streams and waterfalls. Past a few people who were also out walking. And after uh, another couple of hours, he found the next place that he had stopped at the last time he was there. There was a small valley in the side of the mountain that had an interesting cave network that ran all around it. Nobody knew where the caves went or how big they were, but a lot of benches and seats and things like that had been placed in the entrances to most of the caves to provide shelter and a place to relax for anyone who was there. He found the cave that he had sat in and started having a look around. For a moment he thought that he had found his bottle opener. But after closer inspection, it appeared to be somebody else's bottle opener that they had left there. He carefully put it back exactly where he had found it. Just on the off chance that whoever had lost that one was due to return to reclaim their item. When he was satisfied that he needed to continue, he decided to continue. This next section of the mountain was definitely the most tiring. Ashley followed the path all the way up to a sheer rock face. He stood in front of it 
gazed upwards. It was very large, very rocky, but he knew he'd done it before, so he wasn't too worried. He made sure that his bag was tightly attached to him. After getting out all of the rock climbing equipment that he was going to need for this section, And then slowly, but steadily, he began climbing upwards, putting one hand above the other and heaving himself up the rock face. As he carried on going up, he started to appreciate how lucky he had been that the weather was good. It was a little bit windy, but that was kind of to be expected. Thankfully, there was no rain, no storms, and even the sun wasn't aggressively warm. It was the perfect weather to ascend a cliff. He climbed, and he climbed, and went further, and further, and higher, and higher, until eventually, after a few hours, he reached the top of the cliff. As he was there, he turned around and looked at the view below and in front of him. He could see for miles and miles and miles. He wondered if he looked hard enough, would he be able to see the meadow that he had been relaxing in the previous day? He was sure that with enough time, he could probably find it. But if he did that, it would take him even longer to find his bottle opener. Once again, at this location there was another. Handily placed. Rest stop. This time there were a few sheds, small rickety buildings that were perfect for hiding from the elements, if the elements were the type that needed hiding from. He was feeling a lot more tired than he expected to. He was sure that he had done this previous section with ease the last time he was there, but now he felt very, very tired. He definitely needed a bit of a break. 
he found the building that he had rested in the previous time. Opened the door and collapsed on a slightly musty smelling bed. He thought that this was probably the perfect time to have some proper food again. So that's exactly what he did. He decided this would be the perfect time to try out some of the new equipment that he had purchased. He'd managed to acquire a camping microwave. Something that he didn't think was possible, but the shop that he had visited the previous night had sold one. And this was the perfect place to give it a go. He got a tub of soup out from his bag, placed it in the camping microwave, wound the handle aggressively to give it power and then pressed the button. As he sat and waited for his soup to heat, he decided to have a little bit of a stroll around the building that he was in. It was only a small structure with one door and one window. It was very cosy. He walked over to the window and brushed back the curtain. As he wanted to have a look at the view. And so that's what he did. He looked at the view for a while, until eventually the camping microwave gave a friendly ding to indicate that it had finished microwaving his soup. He turned, but now as the room was slightly better illuminated than the first time, Due to the curtain now being moved out of the way of the window itself, he could see everything in the room. He could see the floral pattern on the upholstery, the shelf full of books that previous travellers had left there. And he could also see, suspended by a nail through the hole on its base, his bottle opener that was on the wall. He rushed over to it and grabbed it. 
Wow, that is my bottle opener, he said. And he jumped for joy. While he was celebrating, he decided to eat his soup. As eating soup was one of his favorite ways to celebrate. So it was very fortunate that his soup was ready the exact moment he found his bottle opener. When he had finished eating, he thought long and hard about how he was going to get back down. He knew that if he went up the mountain a little bit more, there was a big ski lift that he could use for descending the mountain, but that would involve climbing up a little bit more. So he wasn't too sure what he wanted to do. But as he packed all of his items up, he decided that he would go with his gut the second he stepped foot out of the cabin. So once he was ready, he stood at the doorway. And then he opened the door. Cool sunlight washed over him. It felt very refreshing. Before he left, he turned around just to make sure that he hadn't left anything that he shouldn't have done. He didn't want to make the same mistake twice. Once he was satisfied that he hadn't misplaced anything, he was about to turn to finally leave. When his eyes landed on the now empty nail that had been used to hold up his bottle opener. Hmm, he thought, you know what? I think I will leave this here. Maybe somebody else who ascends the mountain in desperate need of a bottle opener. This could save their life. It's no different from books that people have left here. Maybe it will help somebody else. He walked over to the nail, unzipped and unbuttoned his bottle opener pocket and pulled out the bottle opener. He held it in his hand one last time and said, thank you old friend. Now you can help other people. He placed it on the hook, smiled, turned and left the cabin. And eventually, got home, safe and sound.
that's the end of this episode's story. As always, thank you for listening, and hopefully it won't be too long until the next episode. But until then, sleep well. Night-night. <laughs>